Welcome to Flow, a new podcast and video series about Flow brought to you by Platformation. Martine Temples started her career in 87 at NCR. After that, she also worked with companies like AT&T and EDS. But it wasn't until 2009 when she took her first opportunity at Telenet, where she transformed the B2B business from almost nothing to a 550 million turnover organization together with a thousand employees. Martine decided to step out of Telenet and is currently exploring new opportunities. On top of the impressive career, uh, she was also nominated the ICT Woman of the Year in 2012. She's the co-founder of Coder Dojo, and it's also a committee member of the STEM platform. We're very excited to have Martine here with us today to get to know her better and also understand what flow really means to her. Welcome, Martine. I tried to introduce you as best as I could, but uh, we would love also to hear from you an introduction of yourself. Yes, I think what you, what you told is, of course, right. But how, how I see myself, I, I really see myself as an entrepreneur. I like to build things. I like to make teams work. And that's what I did my whole career almost. I did it, of course, in my professional life. I also did it with Coder Doyo, because there we worked with volunteers. And there I really discovered what it is actually the power of engagement of people. Mm -hmm. Very good. And uh, could you describe a little bit more in detail how you, you became the, uh, your career plan, actually your path, until you became the executive uh, vice president of Telenet? So uh, for me, it was not evident to know as a young person what I really liked. I, I come out of a world pre-IT almost, and I, uh, my father was military. And uh, if they asked me, what do you want to become? I wouldn't have a clue. I think as a child, I all only dreamt, dreamed about to have seven children. So it's not that I dreamed about a career. So uh, I pursued all the time things I didn't know. I was very curious. Uh, it's also what has, uh, because in high school, uh, I did mathematics. And I went to university studying philosophy, mm -hmm. which was quite difficult study for me because philosophy is a lot about uh, yeah, different directions. Nothing is true, which was for me uh, in my mathematical brain quite challenging. Uh, after um, when I started working, I also didn't have a clue actually what I, I wanted mm -hmm. to do. To, to do and I started in a commercial job and then I pursued the IT sector where I had a long-term education plan because that was uh, in those days the case and then I discovered wh why I liked it I like problem resolutions I like to find things which uh, can be resolved in a different way I started in sales and uh, that was in NCR uh, the National Cash Register, but they also had a part of Unix systems, which were the first open commercial open platform system in those days. Mm -hmm. And I was really interested about IT architectures. I was a bit a widow, eh, because I was one of the first women they ever engaged, and really interested in architectures. And um, that enabled me also to be successful, because I really liked it. It was mm -hmm. not that I had to learn it. I liked it. And if you like something, you can yeah, inspire your environment. Mm -hmm. 
It becomes natural, yeah, right? Yeah, it becomes natural. You inspire your environment and then the environment grows also mm -hmm. together with yourself. Mm -hmm. I understand, yeah. And you're also founder of the Coder Dojo Belgium. Why do you think this initiative is so important nowadays? Um, my whole career, since I worked, of course, in, in the ICT sector, I've, I struggled with finding people. Uh, we have an enormous shortage. Everything almost has become digital. It's not only the IT division, but business has become digital. You engage people in marketing who have a digital marketing background. And it was very hard to find those people. And what I also learned, and especially this is something with in those days, so in early uh, 2010, 2012, in high school, people were educated ICT as Word, Excel, and that has given them an aversion of IT. Mm -hmm. And secondly, they also had the impression it's difficult. It's something, nothing for me. It's for weedles. It's, it's for really smart people. And that was, in my opinion, a real disaster. Mm -hmm. So uh, the reason I created Kododoyo in Belgium, uh, because it's a worldwide foundation, it works almost in, I would say, in almost every country of the world uh, currently. Uh, but I started it in Belgium because I only had one rule, and it's being cool. Mm -hmm. And it's everything about inspiration. And it's not about actually this is what I want to achieve, but it's also about failing, it's about coaching each other, it's about resolving problems, and you can do whatever you want at, uh, as long as you create something. Mm -hmm. And it's also assisting in developing the new generation of ideas, right? Yeah, it's for me more inspiring them because mm -hmm. it's out of school, it's not really educating, it's coaching. And uh, we know that children from the age from seven to 12 do have most of their development of what they want to become in the world. And what they want to become in the world or in, in corporate life, it's not often linked with the position. Of course, you have people who say, I want to be a policeman or an actress, but it's more about what you want to become in the environment mm -hmm. as a role. And that is very much influenced by your out-of-school activities. Mm -hmm. That's why sport and scout, scouting can be so important for mm -hmm. the development of a child. But a child who's very attractive to technology and ICT doesn't like often sports. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so they, 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 they didn't have any club to go to. Yeah, and that yeah. uh, is a, I think it's a free, free, position we, we formed uh, in meanwhile because we had waiting lists uh, we had have up to 150 clubs now in Belgium so there was a big need for it very interesting yeah. in our uh, videos and podcasts we are zooming in in the word flow so mm. what it means for uh, different business uh, uh, um, people different people within society and so on but we also wanted to to get the understanding from you what the word flow means to you mm -hmm. uh, in your life in general. Yeah. So flow for me is a kind of a feeling. It's when you do something, how you feel with it is that it goes easy. It flows natural. And when things are right, you always have good flow. And actually, if you think really about what that is, it's a connection with your environment and a connection with yourself. If you have both of them, you go in the flow. Mm -hmm. uh, you are in an environment where you understand what others expect from you and you feel well in that situation. Mm 
Mm-hmm. That's and, what uh, means yeah. essential. And if, if you translate back a little bit to what you were discussing about the evolution of your career, huh? you started in, in philosophy, you ended up going into a more IT-oriented mm-hmm. role, and that's where your career is today. H- how do you translate flow within an IT environment? So for me, an IT environment, it's uh, very structured. And um, um, you have a lot of different aspects in IT. It's a wide variety, but IT will only function if you create the flow. What I mean, if you have application development who doesn't take care of the environment in which it Mm -hmm. will go in in production, or they forget about after uh, production operations and service management. Or even the end users. Or even the end users and the transformation and the training. You will have everything but Mm -hmm. no flow. So in IT, seeking flow is really seeking harmony and cooperation of a a lot of different parts Mm -hmm. of activities. Yeah, I understand. Mm -hmm. We also discussed this specific question about the flow within IT with other guests of our podcast in previous sessions. But also going a little bit deeper, how how does the word flow connect to Telenet specifically in your uh, personal experience? So... um, we also call it operational readiness. Uh, we have many words for it. So, and, and you immediately feel when you have a project or an initiative, let's say, call it an initiative, uh, where you have pre-alignment in the beginning, where you work in an agile way or non-angel, it's even less important, I think, mm-hmm. but where you have a, a clear customer out, outcome and you consult all your involved parties mm-hmm. and you make sure that the, that the operational readiness is there the, and the sales and operations are well prepared and that you take friendly user testings with your customers, you will have flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. And you had a thousand or you have a thousand employees actually working for mm-hmm. you. So I can imagine that also if we put into context the word flow and having a large team of a thousand people flow also becomes very important uh, in mm-hmm. that context to make sure that everybody you know has as a way of working together and so on and and looking at this this growth that you had in these 12 years mm-hmm. uh, when you're coming from you know a smaller base of employees up to a thousand mm-hmm. what kind of initiatives uh, or programs or activities did you implement mm-hmm. in order to create flow for these thousand employees yeah maybe one of the most changing initiatives we took over time was uh, what we called an initiative which was amazing customer experience and the point of differentiation we were seeking we are of course in a very technical world and lots of companies in tech they speak about products and differentiate with products but we are a challenger in the market and we decided in 2015 to differentiate with customer experience mm-hmm. now in customer experience is the ambition really to to make the feeling of a customer wow mm-hmm. kind of a remarkable feeling and connected with this actually ambition we uh, created uh, what we called amazing customer experience and we worked with volunteers which we call, called ambassadors from every team within the company and we have left them room to define what it meant to their role in the mm-hmm. company because of course it's a almost a business within the business, still in a mm-hmm. business. Uh, it has product development, it has customer operations, it has service management, it has pro- project uh, 
uh, customer project management, it has uh, sales, of course, pre-sales. So you have the, all the different roles within the company and each of them, they connected to what we wanted to achieve. Mm -hmm. And for me, this has been the most beautiful change program what we had. Mm -hmm. And the reason why, why is that for the first time, we didn't define it for the people, but mm -hmm. we left the openness for them to define and translate it. And it was a lot better than we could have done top down. Mm -hmm. Of course, we decided what the direction was, eh? that the point of differentiation was not a product or operation as excellence. We said the point of differentiation we want to achieve is that customer experience. Yeah. And they translated it in a much better way than we ever could have done. Yeah, so they ended up uh, taking the responsibility of creating exactly. the flow yeah, uh, yeah, to, to exactly, that extent. Yeah. Yeah. And that is a, a flow who feels, to me anyway, a lot better. Yeah. Because if you are on top of an organization, it's not that easy to do this and do that. And no, you don't know it anymore. Mm -hmm. So to have people who take the responsibility and create the flow, it feels like a dream. Yeah. It's not always like that, uh, by the way. Yeah, it's not the black and white, but I understand, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I understand the concept. Sometimes things go also extremely wrong. But yeah, ab yeah, absolutely. But if people take the lead and they're involved mm. in defining the process, do you also connect flow to, to performance? Performance of people, performance of a department, of the organization? I, I uh, connect it more to engagement. Mm -hmm. Because when you have flow, you feel that people are more engaged. And it's the engagement, for me, who drives business results. Mm -hmm. Of course, objectives are uh, something you can put in place to measure it. Mm -hmm. But the engagement is one of the most uh, important instruments for outcome. Yeah. And that I've really also learned very clear with Codordoyo. We had volunteers and in the beginning I had nightmares, like parents would be in front of closed doors or keys of the buildings would not be there and children would be in front of the door. You know, those kind of nightmares. Yeah. Like I ca call them control nightmares. This never happened. And why is this? Because engaged people, they take care of everything. Yeah, it makes <laughs> sense. Yeah. yeah. And and on the context on a professional, uh, we, we discussed the uh, flow in a, in a professional context, uh, but also in a personal context yeah. for you uh, in, in a private light. Do you think uh, flow uh, plays a role in there and if it does how do you see uh, the importance of having a uh, flow in your day-to-day -day, uh, life yeah no it it has an extreme importance because for me in the beginning i explained flow as a connection with your environment and a connection with yourself so when you're first of all if you're your you yourself are out of flow you don't connect anymore mm -hmm. you're like a yeah like a out of balance with everything. You don't hear anything. You don't see anything. And my children, they're adults now, Ali. They're 25 and 230. I have three children. Sometimes we speak about it and they explain me even how awful out of flow I sometimes have been mm -hmm. because I was overstressed or too much work and everything was going well, wrong. And what you have to seek is... And nowadays, I think uh, we improved a lot because nowadays in in business, we, we, we talk also about balance and getting into balance with yourself. Mm -hmm. If I 
think about 20 years ago, this was not subjects you discussed mm -hmm. in business life. So I think it's very important that you also seek for uh, rest mm -hmm. and that you seek for harmony mm -hmm. and that you seek for time off. Yeah, of makes time. Sense. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. And in, in the previous interview you made, you talked about Ikigai. Yeah. And uh, could you describe a little bit to us what that really means and how that connects to flow? Yeah, the Ikigai, I, I often explain it to children. I say, hey, this morning, for instance, if I go in, in schools, I say, uh, did you jump out of bed this morning? Uh, yeah, no. Oh, maybe you said, oh, I have to go to school. Yeah, this is not Ikigai. Ikigai is when you go doing something where you really can't wait for doing it. Mm -hmm. It's actually what gives you energy. Mm -hmm. It's, it is exactly what is, what is the meaning of life. It's what you really like. That is Ikigai for me. Mm -hmm. Then it's not something you don't like. It's something that gives a lot of energy to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I can connect it directly to flow of because course. it's a sense yeah. of purpose. Of it's exactly. what wakes you up yeah, exactly. uh, and gives you energy yeah, to, exactly. to get out of bed. Exactly. Yeah. And also, uh, we understood that you, you recently decided to leave Telenet and yeah. Ikigai played a role yeah. uh, on, on this decision. Could you also explain to us a little bit more in detail why? Yeah. So, Telenet exists 25 years just now, and I worked 12 and a half years, just half, half of the history of Telenet. And I must say, if I look now to the team, it's a very strong team. It's a stronger team than I ever had. And if I look then to myself and the future, I became 60 and I said, will I do this with a lot of Ikigai until my retirement? And the honest answer was no, mm -hmm. I really would like to do something different. Mm -hmm. And I started discussing it with John Porter, uh, the CEO of Telenet, and he could understand it. Uh, his wish was to announce it uh, because for, of course uh, we are a Bell 20 company, we need uh, conti business continuity, so that way I could find somebody who would replace me, uh, take the person on board, really take time to find my own opportunities. And it's a little bit unusual. I get lots of remarks about it. And if I think, no, it was a quite difficult decision mm -hmm. because you, you jump a little bit in to an area where you've never been before uh, and out of your golden cage also, because it is a golden cage. Uh, uh, but no, I did it. I think more people sh should considering it. Mm -hmm. But because the, 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 it's a brave decision, but when you do it, you really feel that it does a, a lot of good to yourself. Yeah, so it's self-reflection and realizing yeah. that it was time for you yeah. to, to look into to, to go on. other perspectives, other exactly, angles. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and if, I, if I hear saying uh, you, if it was a tough decision, but it was the right decision for exactly. you. And if you feel yeah. good about yeah. that, exactly. I understand. Yeah. Okay, clear. Then thinking ahead, right? Uh, thinking about a private mm -hmm. life and, and everything that we already discussed about flow on business, mm -hmm. flow privately. We also know that you have a, a house on the on the on the on the yeah, beach yeah, side, yeah, actually. Yeah. Um, the time you spend there with you with yourself, with your family, how does that connect to flow to you on a personal level? Yeah, I think um, the, the the beach in general has been had in my whole life a, a huge impact on me, and I'm also. A, Today it's a World Animal Day, and I'm an animal person. I also also always have liked horses. That's also why I liked the beach because you could ride horses on the beach. And in I don't remember when it was. I think 2015 must have been. I decided to 
buy a draft horse and to learn fishing with the horse. Ah, interesting. <laughs> uh, and uh, my daughter fell in love with the shoeman of my horse. <laughs> and she has now becoming as a professional, professional female uh, shrimp fisher with the horse. Yeah. And if you look to this uh, profession, it's the most Asian profession, probably one of the most Asian professions we have in Belgium. It's completely non-digital. Mm-hmm. Cannot be more non-digital uh, than, than, than shrimp fishing. It's also done uh, in a very uh, traditional way. And when I'm with the horses, I'm completely in flow. Eh? Mm-hmm. It's even that that she, my horse, Ali, she, she uh, passed away recently, but she was that uh, sensitive that when I took my GSM, she would turn. <laughs> <laughs> so she forced me to stay in flow even, yeah. Uh, interesting, yeah. yeah. And it, it brings you connected to nature, to yeah. the real world, yeah. Yeah. Uh, a little bit away from, from yeah. the digital world that everybody's mm. accustomed mm. to and gives you energy, right, mm. if I understand Indeed, well. yeah. Very good. So... Uh, Giving an advice to our listeners, uh, if you could give an advice to them now, what would it be? What would you advise our listeners uh, in the context of flow? How to create flow in their lives and how to, say, increase on the day-to-day? I think the most important uh, to achieve having flow is first of all to learn to accept things. Because sometimes things are not what we want. Mm -hmm. But learn to accept them. Try to visual in your mindset where you want to be uh, and create an action to Mm. go there and to remain very close meanwhile to connect yourself and and the others. Because lots of uh, things where you have no flow, it's because people don't accept what is happening. Mm And in business, also in technology, it can be sometimes really shit. Eh? <laughs> yeah, I can, I can imagine it. Yeah. So there's a conflict and a resistance. Yeah, yeah. And as long as you don't accept that exactly. things are the way yeah. they are, then yeah, it makes sense. A project doesn't go in the timeline and people start uh, and to each other. No, accept it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But you only can come out of it if you visualize where you want to go. And then take an action and it can be, the action can be even a step back. Mm -hmm. And in doing this process, connect with yourself and connect with your environment. I think it's valuable advice. Thank you for that. Martin, thank you very much for your participation today in our Flow podcast. Uh, We highly appreciate uh, your opinion and your point of view. Thank you for coming. Thank you.